Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. Coming up on today's podcast. We need to ask ourselves not just what have I done, but we need to ask ourselves why have I done those things? In what way were they presented to my mind as something good? That's a much deeper and more profound form of examination of conscience. Hello, friends. We're so glad to have you back again for another episode of the Spirit-Filled Media Podcast with host Deacon Steve Greco. As we get started, let me say you are in for quite a treat with today's presentation, and I'm going to let Deacon Steve take over here to give you the context for what we're about to hear. Today's podcast title is The Gift of Reconciliation, Part 1. I recently wrote a book called Be Not Afraid, focused on faith, not fear, in the midst of COVID-19. And a really fascinating thing about it is the fact that God came to me and said, I want you to write this book to give my people faith and to give my people hope and encouragement. And this is at the beginning of March, and literally for about eight weeks, I did nothing but day and night write this book. And I got one of my really close friends and someone that I admire so greatly, Father Augustine Pugner, to write the foreword. And Father Augustine is the pastor of St. John the Baptist Church in Costa Mesa. He is a dear friend, a very, very holy man, a holy priest. And he's actually read the book three or four times. In fact, he told me, he said, I get strength from this book. I get encouragement from this book. And... It was so impressive to me and so uh, encouraging to me that we recently did a seminar, Be Not Afraid, and he blessed us with actually talking about how the book impacted him, especially the chapter on examination of conscience. And he particularly focuses on something that he believes in so strongly, of course, and that is the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Why is reconciliation so important? Because repentance is so important, because we're sinners, because God wants to to be in our life in a way not to have any obstacles of sin, anything that is going to bring you away from God. That is something that God wants to get rid of. He wants us to be connected with him, as he said Remain in me and I will remain in you. Abide in me and I will abide in you in John 15. Let's take a listen to Father Augustine Pugner as he begins to talk about what the meaning of reconciliation, the examination of conscience is to him and the impact of be not afraid, what that book has meant to him personally. So hello everyone, Father Augustine Puckner, pastor of St. John the Baptist Parish. So happy to be with you today for this conference, Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry, as we continue to reflect upon the great message of Deacon Steve's recent book, Be Not Afraid. 
helping us to overcome the isolation and anxiety and the discouragement that we might be experiencing as we continue through this difficult time in the pandemic. And we've already shared with you through Deacon Steve's ministry and through the book itself, the very positive and hopeful message that it's a book about encouragement and it's a book about helping our faith overcome our fear. And it gives us a beautiful roadmap on how we can navigate through this difficult time and still see opportunities for spiritual growth. And now over these past few months in my ministry here at St. John the Baptist and in other places as well, I've seen that that's been such an important aspect of Deacon Steve's message. To remain positive, to go to the Word of God, to receive inspiration, to trust in the power of the Holy Spirit, a constant theme in Deacon Steve's message. And I've experienced it, not only in my own life, dealing with the struggles, even uh, dealing with a little illness here and there throughout this time, but in all of that, just continuing to trust in God, continuing to trust in the message of Be Not Afraid. We have distributed uh, a lot of copies of the book here at our parish, and we're very, very grateful for Deacon Steve and the ministry for making that possible. And a number of people have expressed their regard not only for the message of the book, but for the timeliness of the way in which it helped encourage them through these difficult times. And we know that the difficult times are not yet over. We kind of thought maybe back in March that, you know, by July we'd be through all this. And unfortunately, that you know does not seem to be the case. But in all of this, today I want to reflect upon the message of one of the particular chapters of the book, my theme, Steve's uh, reflection on the examination of conscience as it appears here in his book, and a very powerful and, again, positive way of encouraging us to see in this time the ways in which God may be calling us to greater holiness, as we know He is, to greater conversion, as we know He does, and to apply that in our lives in a way that we'll experience, especially through the sacrament of reconciliation, the healing power of God's mercy. I think one of the things that we are struggling with in this situation is that it is bringing about, well, Unfortunately, so many uh, divisions within the world, within our ideas and in our approaches to life and in our approaches to the pandemic, even within the church itself, there are just so many different ideas that are being floated out there. And we know that, you know, God wants us to be unified and that unity comes through reconciliation, which brings peace. Our unity with God obviously is reestablished if it has been lost through serious sin. It's reestablished through the sacrament of reconciliation, the grace of a good confession. And so when Deacon Steve includes in the book this beautiful chapter on the examination of conscience, I think that's an important first step in our reflection, to see it in its proper context. So if you're not familiar with the book, again, it's a wonderful use mostly of Scripture, and Deacon Steve's own personal experience through his ministry and some personal stories of giving us encouragement, right? So just in terms of the, the chapter, you know, titles gives us the various topics. And I just want to put, you know, the overall context before us before I get into the details of the examination of conscience, because it's sort of an overarching program a program of spiritual renewal, a program of responding to the crisis. And again, there's a real logic of faith to the way in which Deacon Steve has laid out the book. So first, just overcoming adversity. Acknowledging the adversity is one thing. But of course, you know, the way of overcoming the adversity is a way in which we 
totally trust in God. We totally turn to God in prayer. And that's like the first step that we face this adversity with the confidence that we can overcome it. Chapter 2, faith, not fear. Like that's really the central topic of the book. Be not afraid. Faith, not fear. Deacon Steve points out in so many ways how not only in this crisis, but kind of in a general sense, fear is the enemy in so many ways to our faith in God, to our trust and confidence in ourselves, and you know all those anxieties and concerns that we have. They're real, and we need to deal with them in a way that, that you know, faith gives us that inspiration, right? Uh, chapter 3, praying with power, the importance of prayer. Of course, that, you know, can never be, like, overstated. You know, we need to pray. We need to pray more. We need to pray better. We need to pray with greater faith and intensity and greater love in our hearts. Chapter 4, turn to your mother, the Marian dimension of this whole beautiful message of be not afraid. She who is always the model for us of saying yes to God, accepting hardships and difficulties, even, you know, uniting her sufferings to those of Jesus, as we need to do also. And then finally, again, sort of in preparation for my reflection, then the chapter on the examination of conscience. So after, again, overcoming adversity, faith not fear, the importance of prayer and Our Lady, And then Steve inserts this beautiful reflection on the sacrament of reconciliation and the importance of an examination of conscience. Because without a personal reflection on the way in which we see this situation allowing us opportunities to grow, we will totally miss those opportunities. We will just sort of, you know, kind of blindly go through this and either we'll complain or we'll become bitter or angry or just give in to the depression, whatever that may be. But if we just reflect on ourselves and on how it is that we can improve our moral and spiritual life, that's where the examination of conscience comes in to helping us overcome our fear and to really, really be filled with greater faith. And then after the examination of conscience, again, the whole context of the book, share the truth, be an evangelist, right? Once you've sincerely uh, renewed your own sense of conversion and your desire for holiness, share that. Share that with the world. Share the truth. And then finally, the call to holiness. The call to holiness. Again, we know that that's a phrase that we are very familiar with. And Deacon Steve very much challenges us to think about what does that really mean? that you are called to holiness. You are called to be a saint. You are called to be one of God's beloved children. You are one of God's beloved children. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit when you are in the state of grace. You are a child of the church. You are nourished by the body and blood of Christ. You are forgiven in the grace of a good confession. All these realities are sort of why we need to reflect upon the opportunities that the book gives us. So, in regard to the examination of conscience, Deacon Steve reminds us that, you know, if you haven't made a good confession yet, and he does point out that, you know, in this time, unfortunately, the sacraments are rather limited in their availability. And, you know, that's still the case. But be that as it may, that's just a practical question. We are still hearing confessions here at St. John the Baptist by appointment, right? So it is still available, even though it's not as widely available as in normal circumstances. But the reality of, of confession, the reality of conversion, 
he says, is certainly part of the opportunity that we can see in this situation. To not be afraid of confessing one's sins to a priest in order that Jesus himself may forgive you. And the forgiveness that we receive in the Sacrament of Reconciliation and the importance of preparing ourselves to receive that gift in a good confession is really where Steve begins his reflection. And he goes through, and there are about six pages that are just the questions that can be asked in preparing for a good confession. Now, the practice of making an examination of conscience is as old as Christianity itself, really. It's uh, a beautiful spiritual exercise that has been recommended and refined in many ways by various saints, uh, theologians, uh, spiritual writers. In religious life, there is a long tradition of periodic, even daily, examination of conscience in regard to the rule of life that religious live by. There are many different ways in which we can use the spiritual exercise called the examination of conscience. And Steve basically follows one of the classical, you know, approaches, which is to go through the Ten Commandments as your guide. Now, that's one way in which we can go through the examination of conscience. Go through the Ten Commandments, and we ask ourselves, have I done this? Have I done this? Have I done this? Have I not done these things which I should have done? So not only sins of commission, but sins of omission. What are the things that I maybe should have done that failed, that I failed to do, right? And so the Ten Commandments is the basis of Steve's questions. And we know that there are, you know, many things related to and that flow from those initial Ten Commandments. And Deacon Steve goes into a great way of, of refining the details. What questions are we to ask ourselves? In what ways have I sinned? That's the humble and sincere and very beneficial practice of an examination of conscience. So we know that to prepare for the Sacrament of Reconciliation, that's sort of the official way through an examination of conscience. But as I mentioned, it's a beautiful spiritual practice which many people do just on a daily basis. And sometimes when we think about the other ways in which we can guide our examination of conscience, other than just the Ten Commandments, then we see like the richness of this spiritual exercise. So there are some other very classical and very beneficial ways in which we can structure an examination of conscience. So one of the other ways is to use the deadly sins and then, like, you know, the virtues that are contrary to those vices, right? So the virtue and the vice kind of categorization, pride, envy, glust, sloth, like all the deadly sins, that's another structure by which we can make an examination of conscience and ask ourselves questions about those realities. Have I expressed these vices in my thoughts, words, or deeds? Right? And then we can use also the contrary virtues as ways for us to help when we think about, okay, being humble and being grateful and being you know, joyful, all the other good qualities in our lives. To ask ourselves, have we really expressed those in a daily way? 
Another beautiful way for us to make an examination of conscience is to base it on some other sort of scriptural guide in order to sort of guide our moral life. And another one, a very important and classical structure, are the Beatitudes from the uh, fifth chapter of St. Matthew's Gospel, from the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek, blessed are those who mourn. It's again another sort of structure that we can use as a kind of examination of, of conscience, an examination of our life. Right? And uh, those are just some, some of the other ways that we can make this exercise with a view of refining our self-knowledge, our self-awareness of our, our sinfulness, so that our sense of contrition, sorrow for our sin, our purpose of amendment, so that we may not sin again, that these things are strengthened and fortified. And again, it's a, a question of, of maturity, of understanding, refinement in our reflection. And as we grow closer to God, all the saints experience this. As they grew closer to God, they were made even more aware of their sinfulness, even in its details. And, you know, the way in which they were able to, you know, kind of just sort of kneel down and examination, examine their conscience, like, like amazing, amazing, like the details in regards to not only just, you know, obviously they had avoided serious sin, and then it was just, okay, well then, you know, smaller sins, and then it was imperfections and other things, right? So that refinement in regard to the examination of conscience is, again, a wonderful and very inspiring way for us to ask ourselves these questions. Now, in addition to just asking ourselves to prepare for, you know, confession, especially, or just to, you know, develop like a daily examination of conscience, it's important for us not only just to ask, what have I done? What are my sins? That's usually what every examination of conscience just sort of focuses on, like the sins themselves, like what have I done or what did I fail to do, right? But let's go beyond that. And I think it's a very, very important part. And I think this is where, you know, Deacon Steve, when he includes this, you know, chapter in the overall context of this book on spiritual strength and spiritual renewal, here's a key. We need to ask ourselves not just what have I done, but we need to ask ourselves why have I done those things? In what way were they presented to my mind as something good? because we only choose what even we falsely perceive to be good. Great saints and theologians say, you know, no one chooses sin for the sake of sin. We don't. We are deceived into thinking there's something good here. There's some benefit. There's something to be gained or something, you know, some pain to be avoided if I make this choice. That's the complexity of like the psychology of sin, right? But the question of why that's a much deeper and more profound form of examination of conscience. And that requires, you know, real prayer, a real life of meditation, uh, a real life of reflection on the gospel and the gospel inspiration, the teachings of the church and their, you know, rationale, their reasoning, and all the things that guide our mind to make these choices. Right? And when we think about, you know, the why, why do I sin? Of course, you know, as a priest for 
you know, 23 years now, you uh, in our ministry we we face this and we answer these questions obviously for people. Father, why do I keep sinning? Why do I keep falling into these sins? Why do I come to confession and just confess the same thing over and over and over again? This is the 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 basic reality that we all deal with to a certain degree. And now there are you know no like really easy answers sometimes for that you know critical question. But to ask that question and to ask it sincerely of God is to open up our examination of conscience into a whole new level of spiritual enlightenment, purification, strength and inspiration from just the reflection upon not only, you know, what have I done? What do I need to confess when I go to confession? But why? Where was the lack of motivation to do the right thing? What was the source of the temptation? Why was it so hard to resist? And then, of course, always the remedy of, well, how can I learn from that kind of an examination of conscience how to be you know, prepared for vulnerable situations, how to strengthen oneself in those areas of weakness that you may be aware of? If there's you know, one area that we really, really struggle with, then, you know, to, to find for ourselves what is the key to motivating me to either not, you know, commit that sin or simply to continue to grow in the good habit, the virtue that's going to help me be strong when I experience that same temptation. This is how we grow in our spiritual life through an examination of our conscience. So when we get into that beautiful reality of what motivates us, Again, it's kind of, you know, bringing us back to the theme of the book, right? That it's got to be faith that motivates all of our choices, all of the ways in which we reflect upon our spiritual life, all the ways in which we want to desire to be a saint and to be holy and to love God and to love our neighbors and to serve them with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. That is the Christian life. And that is a life where, you know, faith is absolutely necessary for us to be able to sustain ourselves through those difficulties. So the motivation, obviously, when we think about why it is, why it is, and and for, you know, a number of people, and maybe, you know, for you who are listening today, perhaps you've had this sort of epiphany experience where, you know, through uh, repeated use of the Sacrament of Reconciliation, God has given you that grace, or maybe it was the advice of a priest or a spiritual director. Perhaps you you had that moment, that epiphany moment, where you finally understood, well, well, now I know why I keep falling into that sin. I know why I'm just either so weak or so vulnerable, or I know why I just keep, you know, putting myself close to an occasion of sin, right? And when we understand that, when we have that epiphany moment, it's a beautiful gift and a grace from God. It just and it's it's liberation, it's freedom, it's again, you know, courage to overcome that fear of saying, I just, you know, I know I'm gonna sin again, I know I'm gonna do it again, I know I'm gonna do it again. Well, again, that, that sort of defeatist attitude is obviously never going to allow us to break free, right? But that's where we have to pray to the Holy Spirit to reveal to us the why, the motivation, or the lack of, you know, that good quality in us that's going to prevent us from falling into those sins. 
And that's where the examination of conscience becomes something really exciting and deeply spiritual, right? There are so many good resources, right, to help with the examination of conscience. Uh, here at the parish, as is true, I think, with other parishes, you know, we have pamphlets that we put, you know, in the church outside the confessionals when we have confessions. Now they're, you know, here in our parish office. But beautiful things, again, and based on either, you know, the Ten Commandments, uh, the Deadly Sins, uh, Beatitudes, and there are various ways in which we can go through. Most of those resources will kind of begin with, you know, what have I done? And that's good, because we kind of need to know that. And for the actual, you know, celebration of a good confession, right? You don't need to go into all the analysis of your motivation, right? When you, when you confess to the priest, you basically do just kind of say what you've done, right? But for your own spiritual growth, right? Uh, asking yourself more than just, you know, what have I done? What do I need to say? What do I need to confess? But going deeper into that other question, the question of why, question of motivations, then it's, a, it's an examination of, a con, of conscience that really allows us to experience much more fully the way in which the Holy Spirit uses confession to change us and to heal us. I think that's another very beautiful and important point. You know, Deacon Steve's book is filled with just, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is a moment for conversion, for change, for really being strong in your faith and in your relationship with God. And bringing that into the context of the examination of conscience, when we really believe that that's an experience also of the gifts of the Holy Spirit enlightening us, inspiring us, opening up to ourselves the ways in which we can grow in our spiritual life, then the examination of conscience is not just the list of sins. It's not just, you know, I've done these things, these things, these things. It's, you know, how can I love God with greater intensity? How can I live my faith uh, with greater hope and conviction? How can my entire life be a message of God's mercy and God's love and the power and work of the Holy Spirit in my life? When we really, you know, examine ourselves in our lives with that depth of meaning with that depth of purpose and I certainly think that this is a beautiful message from Deacon Steve's reflection on the examination of conscience you know God is calling us to become saints and we need to ask ourselves what are we doing to assist God allow God to make that happen in our lives and that's where examining our life and examining our conscience is really so, so truly liberating. Thank you, Father Augustine. I just get so excited every time I listen to Father Augustine and every time I listen to his wisdom and insight about faith, about reconciliation, about the importance of turning our hearts, our minds, our souls at Jesus Christ. This is what true liberation is all about. Thanks, Deacon Steve. That's a wrap for part one of Father Augustine Puckner's beautiful commentary on the sanctifying power of the sacraments of reconciliation. Don't miss the second half of this conversation as Father concludes his remarks with a caution. Friend, if this message has impacted your heart, then by all means, 
please do share so that other brothers and sisters in Christ might also benefit. For more information on this ministry, click on our website, spiritfilledhearts.org. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. We'll see you again next time with Deacon Steve and his special guest. This podcast is a ministry of Spirit-Filled Media. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.